Are, Hello, we, are we all saying tall, dark, and dark? No, we're good, we're good, we're good. Okay, I'll start because I don't know why. I'll just start. <laughs> Can we edit this out? Welcome to Tall, Dark, and Darcy. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jackie. I'm Margie. I'm Miracle. And this is a podcast by book lovers for book lovers. Um, today, we're going to be introducing ourselves, telling you a bit about our backgrounds, what kind of books we like, and some other fun stuff in between. And uh, I just want to say I'm so, so, so excited to be kicking off this project with three amazing people. We're going to get into it a little bit later. We're going to talk about an introduction about ourselves, how we all met, um, honestly, through a wonderful woman by the name of Margie Longoria and her amazing uh, event that she puts on for local authors uh, in the RGV area for youth, teens, and tweens, uh, Border Book Bash. And I'm just so excited to have a lot of fun uh, talking with you all. Uh, and I know we're going to get so deep into the topics of books that are special to us and things like that. So uh, we can go ahead and kick it off with uh, Miss Jackie Smith. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how excited you are for Tall, Dark, and Darcy, and anything that uh, viewers would like to know. Caitlin, I am absolutely the most excited for Tall, Dark, and Darcy. I love working with the three of you. You three are three of my favorite people on the face of this planet, and there is no one I would rather be embarking on this new adventure with than the three of you. I uh, am an independent author from Dallas, Texas. I am the author of, goodness, maybe 13 books. I've kind of lost count by this point. I have a ghost story series. I have a young adult romance series. I have a couple of standalone romance and suspense books. I just love books. I love, I love all different genres. I enjoy writing in different genres, and I definitely enjoy reading different genres. And um, yeah, that's about that's about it for me, Margie. Hi, I'm Margie Longoria. I am a librarian in Texas. I um I love books. I have been a lifelong bookworm. I was that little girl who always had a book in her hand growing up, um, everywhere. So um, I've all, my father was a big reader, so I think that's why I was a big reader. He would tell us whenever we would tell him like. I'm bored he would tell us to read a book so I was always bored so therefore I was always reading and um I really that's like one of my favorite and best things like I remember of my childhood was the fact that I always had books and but I read everything and so I like I said I'm a librarian I I was I'm, I was also a reading teacher once upon a time I taught eighth grade reading and I loved that too so I have a book coming out in 
August, August 17th, 2020. It's an anthology and um, I'm really excited about it. It's a anthology about growing up Mexican in America by Mexican American writers. So I'm really excited about that. I put together a little book event um, once a year called Border Book Bash. We did our fifth one this year virtually, and that one was a lot of fun. So um, that's another thing that I do. What else do I do? I just do a bunch of book stuff. Whatever is book related, I'm there. And so I'm so excited to be doing this podcast. Like whenever we were, this just came out of nowhere really because we were just talking one night. And, and this is what we do. We talk and talk and talk and we decided that we would make our conversations a podcast. So I'm happy to be here and I can't wait to share it with everybody. Miracle. <laughs> Thank you, Margie. I'm so happy and thrilled to be here with Caitlin, Jackie, and Margie. Um, it was so interesting how we came up with this idea to create a podcast. Um, it just kind of happened. Um, so that definitely lets you know that it's meant to be. Um, so I can't wait to be on this journey, like Jackie mentioned, um, with three beautiful, very gifted women um, on various levels. Um, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm going to give it to Caitlin. Um, my name is Miracle Austin. Um, I am a social worker by day in the medical social work field. Um, work with dementia and Alzheimer's residents and also rehab. Um, do a lot of um, busy work with families and lots of issues that come up with residents at the facility. At night, when I'm not procrastinating or watching Netflix, um, I do write. I fell in love with words through music. That's how I fell in love with um, wanting to, to learn more about what the words meant. And I delved into reading um, later um, in my life. And I'm a young adult um, author and I have a trilogy and also an anthology. And I'll talk more about that at another time. Um, but I love writing about teen issues and teen conflicts um, that they deal with. And um, I'm a huge Marvel DC, Stranger Things fangirl, horror as well. And also uh, my um, co-authors will talk about that as well um, through the podcast. So Caitlin, I'm gonna hand it over to you. Yes, and the uh, listeners couldn't see, but Jackie and Margie and I were doing our little dances in the background at the mention of all of the great uh, different genres and topics and franchises and all that fun stuff. But uh, before we move on to how we met and a little bit deeper in detail of Tall, Dark, and Darcy, uh, I'll introduce myself a little bit too. Uh, my name is Caitlin Renteria, and I am a, a self-published author um, for a few years now. I currently have one novel out, The Other Side of the Law, and it's a young adult uh, adventure novel, and that's my forte, young adult fiction. I love to write it. I love to read it. You're going to hear a lot about that in the podcast as we all talk about young adult books that we've uh, read at one point or another. And I'm currently in my graduate program studying um, experimental psychology, pursuing my master's, so that's a lot of fun. And 
I think it's a really interesting thing that uh, we all come from different backgrounds and we all have different interests and we all do different things for a living and we have like different hobbies and different, you know, sources of life. Not all of us live in the same place, but that love of reading brought us together. We're going to talk about how the strings of fate led to Border Book Bash and all of this magic has come to be. So I just am so, so, so excited to be not only doing this podcast with you know, an amazing array of authors and writers and creative, but friends. And I'm really, really excited to delve into it. So um, I know Jackie and Miracle and Margie all met before I ended up meeting any of you all. So if you all want to dive into that story of how you all met and how the connections were made, then go ahead and have the floor. Let the, let the viewers know how this all got started. Okay, well, I was looking for authors to come to my first border book bash um, or to my second border book bash, I think it was. And um, I went to teen book, I went to a book festival in Corpus and um, I saw Miracle. I met Miracle there. And then from there, Miracle and I became friends. And then Miracle, that's how I met Jackie. <laughs> and then um, I had them come and then Caitlin, I invited her to Border Book Bash because she's one of ours. <laughs> she's a local, um, a local author from here, from the Rio Grande Valley. And I, in addition, I, I like to put together a diverse group of, of writers and of authors to come to our festival. I want them from all over the place, from all over the, all kinds of backgrounds. And I also, it's very important to me to have them from home because I want our kids here. The book festival was put together for that reason, to bring authors to an area of the country that's kind of neglected in the arts and neglected in literacy sometimes. So it was very important to me to show our um, our young people that writers can look like everybody. That writers look like everybody. They look like us, they look like everybody. So um, I wanted them to see that. But I want them to see, importantly, how writers are from the Rio Grande Valley too. So it was, and, and that they're young. Caitlin was, Caitlin was still in high school when she came when she came as an author. Now she's a college girl. But you know, she was she was a little, she was a baby. <laughs> and we had her come, and I thought that was, and the students loved that. They were very impressed and very surprised to see that she that she was a writer, an author with a book out and that they could do that too so that's how i met everybody <laughs> i love that i love that and honestly i'm forever grateful that border book bash gives that opportunity that there's a lot of valley representation but you i don't know how you do it that you just get the most uniquely diverse group where they're from the valley but they're not but you manage to find these people that truly truly love what they do and are there because they love reading and they love writing and they love spreading that message you go to book festivals and you find authors of all walks of life and that's great and they come from different backgrounds but there's something about border book bash that it, it feels like a family every time even the 2020 virtual it, it, it felt Felt like we were just having a conversation with friends like over video chat and it was really really fun and it was through border book bash that i met uh jackie and miracle you put us on the same panel and i remember walking to the little classroom like i don't know these people i hope i make a good impression i i, I had stalked you and ja I, I 
don't think I've ever told you all. I stalked your books on Amazon and I was like sharing your posts and I was like, we're going to be on the same panel. I'll promote them. And then meeting you all, it was just so nice. And you all, you all were just so lovely and so open. And I know Jackie, you've already said that you've adopted me into your little uh, author lifestyle and taken me under your wing. And I appreciate that. But it was because of Border Book that these connections were made. And you know, it's been a while since we've seen each other in person. And, you know, that's one, it's a sad thing. But uh, being able to connect uh, over this, just to talk about books and talk about life and, you know, keep each other posted. But it's that love of reading that started it all. And it's it's amazing the connections you can find. And I'm I'm forever grateful for BBB for bringing you all into my life. I am as well. I remember my first time it was one of my first events, really. I knew Miracle was going to be there, but it was one of my first events pretty much going solo. I made the trip from Dallas down to the Rio Grande Valley by myself. It took 11 hours because I got lost on the way because for some reason I thought, I don't need my GPS. I can make it on my own. It's great. <laughs> but the minute I got there, there was just so much love. And like you said, it really feels like a family. And as an author, it is my absolute favorite event of the year because it... I feel that love and everyone who is there truly wants to be there and knows that they're a part of something special. And see, as I said, I already knew Miracle. We actually met, she and I met at the North Texas Book Festival. Gosh, what year was that? Maybe 2014 or 15? <laughs> I was still a baby author back then. And, um, yeah, I didn't really know anyone at that event either, but at least I, I had my dad with me because he used to be my uh, book events buddy back when I was first starting out. <laughs> and Miracle, I don't remember. Oh, I was going around taking pictures. I I love one of my uh, hobbies outside of books is I love photography. And so I take my camera to every single book event I go to and I was running around taking pictures and I just happened to stop at Miracle's booth. We started talking and I found myself thinking this woman is if glitter was a human being. She is the most sparkly and colorful and beautiful and just fun, happy person I've ever met. And I decided basically right then and there that we were friends. She really didn't have a choice. I just decided that we were friends then. And I, I uh, think we either traded books or I bought your books and oh my gosh, I just, oh, I read your anthologies. I read your short stories. And I was like, this is the sweetest woman ever. I bet they're gonna be super cute. They were terrifying. I remember thinking, what in the world? How did this happen? Um, but then uh, a few years later, when Miracle told me about Margie and about Border Book Bash, I said, oh my gosh, absolutely. I would love to be a part of this. And so I met Margie on Facebook first, and we bonded over our mutual love of Twilight, which I know um, Margie will probably get into a little later. <laughs> um, and then walking in, Caitlin, I just wanted to say, walking into that panel, the, I think that was actually my very first author panel ever. So I was really nervous. I had no idea what I was going to say. But I remember meeting you and uh, I don't know if it was Margie or Miracle or who told me that, oh, yes, this is Caitlin. She published her first book at 16. She's, I guess, 18 or 19 now. And I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh. When I was 16, I think I was still thinking about being a Disney princess and, you know, just running around chasing after boys. <laughs> I was not even 
even remotely thinking about writing or publishing a book. And I was just so impressed by you. I thought you were incredible. And I am so delighted that you are now my author baby sister because I want to take you everywhere. That makes me so happy. I, I'm, I'm sending virtual hearts and virtual hugs and I'll, oh, that, that makes me so happy. I love it. And I love, again, I just can't, I can't get over the fact that like we, we live in different places. We've got different backgrounds, different walks of life. We all started out differently. We all have different occupations and different interests, but it's that it's just that one, you know, connecting line of just reading and writing and just the the magic that books have. And I, I think I do think that writers, um, we've got a special connection to the written word, not just that, you know, we write, but in the sense that like books can take you places and no, no matter who you are. But there's something about writers that we like to take that word and make it into something special. We want to put our own twist on it. And I think when we digest books, there's a little bit of that too. We set it up in our heads a little bit differently. We digest it a little bit differently. And it's just, it's so much fun. And I, I, I always look forward to any sort of event. I'm always looking on the list. I'm like, is Jackie going to be there? Is Miracle going to be there? And I'm always super excited excited for BBB just to be able to see Margie. I know we're RGV buddies, but just on separate ends. And it's difficult to see each other and get together sometimes. But I'm very glad for the virtual world to be able to connect and especially just to have conversations like this and dive right into more things. But I don't know if there's anything else we could say about uh, Border Book Bash. I, I have, if there's Border Book Bash stories to share. Border Book Bash is a very, um, it's a very, like you said, it's a special event. I I couldn't have done it. I started it <laughs> with a friend of mine. He um, actually, I had wanted to do a book festival for years. I was always like, I want to do a book festival. I want to do a book festival like the one in Austin, like the big, huge um, Texas teen book festival. And that was the vision I had in my head, right? And um, I remember telling, he's a bookseller. He was a bookseller. I don't know. Um, he, he's a bookseller. His name was Anderson. And I told him about it. And he was like, let's do it. And I was like, okay, I finally found somebody as crazy as me who thinks we can pull off a book festival. But you know what? He pulled it off for me. The first year he got authors for me and we we, we had a book festival. And ever since then, I kind of, um, you know, I so I, I thank him a lot because he kind of put it in my head that I could do it because I wanted to do it. It was always there. Like, I just didn't know how or didn't, maybe didn't think I could. I don't know. But he... Um, he told me, yes, you can, and yes, you will, and yes, it's going to happen. So it's happened for the past five years because of him. So I'm very grateful to him for that. And he introduced me to Miracle. I, I, I got to meet Miracle through him. And I met a lot of people who come every year to Border Book Rush through him. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, but now um, I kind of just do it on my uh, on my own by um and i'm lucky that i've been able to network for the past i guess i've been involved with books for the past 15 years so i've been able to meet a lot of authors and meet a lot of librarians and meet a lot of publishers and stuff people in publishing that i'm able to to kind of get a group together and every year i i try to to bring the same, like I, I always want my people, the same people that I have who want to be a border professional every year, they are always welcome. And if there's new people that want to come, I'm more than happy to, to let them come as well because I think it's important too to introduce everybody to to new um, writers and to new 
people as well, but um, it's just been a very unique experience for us. And I know it's like, it's like, Caitlin, it's, it is like a family. Everybody there, some of us that have, I've had people, um, you guys have been with me for the past four years, right? It's been four years that you guys have been coming. So it's like, I couldn't do it without, without you all. So thank you. And thank you for loving our festival. And thank you for feeling that it's home because it is, it is home for us. Thank you for doing such a wonderful job in putting it together. I'm always blown away with the professionalism and just how well it flows. And it's just some of the most, like some of the best relationships with librarians and with students and with schools. I I've established them through Border Book. And we always go back to that and just, oh yeah, I met you at Border Book Bash. That's Margie Longoria. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just, you do so much more than you know, in terms of this festival, in terms of like the students getting that interaction. Us authors are just always so hyped to be able to go and see and make the connections, but even relationships that extend beyond authors and writers to the readers and the librarian, they're there and they're because of Border Book. And I, I thank you for that. And thank you. Cause I, this is what who it was for. It was for our students, for our kids in the in our in the valley, and for the librarians. They're the ones who helped me every year. They're the ones who you know I ask who wants to have border book fresh at their school, and a district will say we'll have it. And those ladies and gentlemen, it's usually all ladies, but we have a couple of, of men librarians. We don't have a lot of them, but you know I have I've had school districts like we'll do it, and they do it like and they. They have the the venue for me. I just show up. I just show up with my authors and I just show up like, and they have food, they have tables set up, they have classrooms set up. I mean, the librarians of the Rio Grande Valley rock. And I owe it every year, I owe it all to them because they're the ones who who kind of just, I just show up with everybody. I'm like, hi, I'm here. I'm here with my writers, my authors. And, and they're there and they welcome us. And I I couldn't do it without the Valley librarians. And, and you're right. They're some of the best women and the best people I've ever met. And I remember it was funny because last year we sent Jackie to a school and Jackie was like, I've never done a, a school visit. And I was like, Why? I was like, don't worry about it. And, and she had a great time because everybody is so amazing. The librarians are so amazing. They're just so happy to have somebody, an author to come and, and, and it's not even they just make everything better. And so I, I thank all the Rio Grande Valley librarians because Rio Grande Valley librarians, because they're the ones who, um, they're the ones who really help to pull this all together. This year we did it all online. It was just, it was very different. And a lot of them were online. Um, I could see them on the side, like chatting with us because it was, we were sad not to be able to see each other and have it in person like we always do, but they, um, they're the rock stars. The Valley librarians are the rock stars of Border Book Batch. Yeah. I echo that. I second it just all, all the way, all, all, all the love, all the absolute love in the world to RGV librarians, RGV students and teachers too. Uh, I think we can move on to the next topic of books that are special to us. And I'm very excited to delve into this because I feel like, uh, you know, we talk about our books a lot or, um, 
our author careers or writing processes and all these different things. And that's great. It's wonderful. I love to share those stories, but I always get excited when people ask me, you know, and I know other authors have this experience as well. Like, what do you like to read? It's like, let me tell you. And we get excited and we get connections and that's where the little fandom and fangirls <laughs> start to bloom and blossom. So, um, who wants to kick us off with books that are special to us? Well, like most uh, kids who grew up in the 90s and 2000s, I owe a lot of my, I guess, love of reading to Harry Potter. When it, I, I mean, I remember how old I was when it first came out, when I first heard about it. I was in elementary school and all the kids in my class were reading it and I'd never heard of it. And I remember going and asking my mom, you know, oh, I, I, I kind of want to read Harry Potter. And she looks at me and goes, oh, I don't know. I heard it was a little weird, but I, I somehow managed to get my hands on it anyway. And I, that was it. I became obsessed. And later on, um, when I was in high school, when the books were still coming out, my family was going through kind of a hard time financially. And I was, my sister and I were at home alone while both of our parents worked. And I used Harry Potter as kind of an escape. And that's honestly how I discovered um, the world of fan fiction. Speaking of fandoms, I started reading because it was, it was the summer after the fifth book came out. And I remember thinking, gosh, I need more. I need more of this. So that's how I discovered fan fiction. I went online and I found all these amazing stories written by fans all over the world. And it quenched my thirst for more <laughs> amazing stories. I don't know if that sounds a little weird or not, but, uh, and that's actually sort of how I started writing myself. I began writing Harry Potter fan fiction and, you know, it's not just Harry Potter. The, the Hunger Games were another story that just, I didn't actually read them until grad school, but they got me through my final months. I was having so much doubt I was overwhelmed by the amount of work that I still had to do, but it was the, it was actually 2012, the year the first movie came out. And my sister said, okay, you're not allowed to see the movie until you've read all three books. And I thought, fine, whatever, I'll read them. I read all three books in two days because I loved them that much. And I thought to myself, if Katniss can survive the Hunger Games and lead an uprising and defeat the Capitol, I can get through these last two months of grad school. But you know, it's not just the big franchises that have gotten me through hard times. It's been, oh goodness, I absolutely love Meg Cabot. I have loved her since I was in middle school. And honestly, she is the author that I wish to be when I grow up. If I can't be her, then I hope that at least she can be my cat's godmother because she loves cats and princesses and lives at the beach. She's living my dream. And um, I don't know, I just, I could go on and on forever, basically about like the Twilight series. I could go on about um, Lisa Scottaline, who's a new author. I discovered who writes mystery books that I absolutely have become obsessed with. There are just so many books that have resonated with me and in many ways have changed my life. And yeah, anyone else want to, anyone else want to uh, add on because 
I love that. And, and I love how you brought in fan fiction because I, I feel like I came into the fan fiction game very late. I probably just got into it maybe a year ago in terms of looking for more content and looking for more like things of just like different fandoms that I'm a part of. I, I just, I love, and they would go on hiatus and I was like, no, I need more. And like want to learn. And so like reading all of these things is like, oh my goodness, like so many we use the word amateur, but it, it doesn't feel like it in terms of how well written these stories are. And they take the characters that we love so much and it continues to grow and give them their own adventures. And it's it's so great. And I think I have a lot of different like books and authors that are special in terms of like both influencing me as a writer and just special in, to my heart in general. I think number one, we have to pay homage to Dr. Seuss. And just, um, I, I grew up lo loving his books and that's something he's, you don't, you can't not know who Dr. Seuss is or have heard the name or recognize the characters. It's read across America week for his birthday every March. And we have, you know, you see the cat in the hat, you know, that that's cat in the hat. You see any character in the Dr. Seuss art style, you know, that's where it came from. And I think I love that yeah, he wrote for children and there were his children's books and they're meant, you know, for vocabulary and pronunciation and things like that. But he came up with the wacky, like, have you read Fox and Socks and just the Tweedle Beetle battle and the poodle puddle noodle and all these things. And it's, he put, makes these new words and he blends them together and he created his own language in a sense and this fun wacky new and we we love it as a, as a culture and as readers and as we just we ate it up and we mass produce it and we celebrate it uh on a yearly basis and i loved that i loved that he was different he is very stark in his uh writing style and we we love it and i i I think from a young age, I recognized that, that I wanted to be like that, that he could be different and be so successful and be so loved. And it's, it was something amazing. And I think one author that really stuck out to me and just the books in general, you could not find me rereading his books was uh, Carl Hiasen. He writes uh, like Hoot and Scat and Chomp and all those things. Uh, Hoot became a movie and he just he has this amazing way of um, like taking completely different things and melding them together and turning them into something interesting. And you want to keep going. I know Hoot is about like, you know, building a, constructing a pancake house, endangered owls and a boy who ran away from military school and he blends it together and you're excited and you want to keep going. And I remember thinking like he has a voice. Like if you read it, you know that th this was Carl, you know, this was Mr. Hiasen. And you, you want to keep going and you want to keep learning. And it, it seems odd on the drawing board, you know, like how in the world would that make sense? But he did. And he kept you hooked and he kept you going. And I'll still pull them out, I'll pull out my copies, even though they're all frayed now. And I'm like, let's reread some good uh, comfort books. And I love it. But I think I've always been drawn to series too, in terms of like uh, Pitticus Lores, I am number four. Absolutely love, love, love. And the spinoff of Generation One and things is happening. And I'm I'm behind. <laughs> I've read Generation One and I'm looking for the rest and trying to consume it. But I, I loved the idea that these characters' stories, you know, like they don't end. There's part one and two and three. And in Pitticus Lores, you know, case four, five, six, seven, eight. And I'm going to keep going, keep going, keep going. And I just love that these characters, like it feels like they're brought to life outside of this one plot. They're learning and they're growing and they're hurting and they're um, moving on up the same way that we do. We have our struggles and it hurts. And 
it's it was it's nice to open up a book and read you know this the hero the great one who's you know supposed to save the world they hurt too and they feel pain too and they struggle too and i love that about series where it, it might take a while to get to the you know final end but you watch them grow and you watch them overcome the maze runner by james dashner um absolutely love that own all three movies on dvd and looking forward to the prequel that james dashner is going to release and um I, I'm still to this day being just amazed uh, by certain books that are put out. And I think the most recent one that really made me take a step back and think, oh, my goodness, like this, this is a different kind of literature was uh, by Francisco Stork, The Memory of Light. And there's a whole story that comes with that. And I, I might tell it later or save it for another episode. But um, The Memory of Light was just so beautifully written and so very raw. It's a story that faces depression and mental health in a way that ma it makes you cry. And not in the sense that, oh, this is so emotional, in the sense that it's so very real. And it feels like you are looking inside this main character's head. It feels like you're going on this journey with her. And it hurts because you can connect in some ways. And you connect to the other characters and you see that they're human and they're flawed. And I remember reading this book and rereading and rereading and rereading and crying and hurting and keep going because it, it showed that, you know, there's literature that we read for to escape and to be happy and to be lost in the adventure or to learn and, you know, factual and we want to take in new information. But there, there's all sorts. This, this was a new kind of literature for me in that it. It's meant to entertain, but you it, it's just so raw in the sense that you're dragged along for the ride. And before you know it, you reach the end and you think, what was that? So you reread to try to understand. And each, per, each person that reads that book is going to take something different away from it. And there's just so many different kinds of literature and books that still inspire me and still keep me hooked. And I think that's what I love about reading and just learning in general is that you can never stop learning. You can never stop discovering new things. And I think books have a special magic of doing that. And I hope I didn't go on too much of a tangent, but that was, that was my piece if Margie and Miracle want to go with books that are special to them. I was lucky that I was able, my mother was a is a teacher. She's a retired first grade teacher. So I learned to read when I was four years old. So I've been reading since I was, before I went to school, I was already reading. So I've always read, and my mother always read to me. And my favorite books, we don't have time for this, but I'm going to go just with a few. Um, I love, when I was little, um, Where the Wild Things Are. That, my mother, I remember my mom reading that book to me when I was little, and I loved it. I love Max. To this day, Max is one of my favorite characters. Like my my six, my seven-year-old son, he's, he's Max. He's my Max. And um, he's my king of all wild things. I love that story. And then I loved um, Peter Rabbit, and I loved... Um, Judy Bloom, Beverly Clearly, Sweet Valley High, The Outsiders. These were all the books that inspired my childhood. Um, as I grew up, I was able, you know, to, I started reading, um, I love romance. I'm not gonna, I'm not ashamed of it. Romance is my favorite um, genre and I've always loved it. So um, my favorite book, in the whole world is Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen and everything that it's inspired. Jane Austen has inspired so much um, around us. She's actually, I, 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 and people fight me and I don't care, but 
they say, you know, I say Jane Austen is the reason why we have romance. It, it all stemmed from Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy, but um, I, I love it. I love young adult literature. Young adult literature is my passion. It's what I, it's what I, um, that's what I do for a living. I'm a, I'm a young adult librarian. And so young adult literature is very much who I am and every day what I do. I, um, <clears throat> and I love diverse literature. I'm very I, passionate about promoting books that everybody is represented in. Like I want a child to be able to walk into a library and say, I want a book with a character that has a broken leg. I have a broken leg right now. Okay, give him a book. I have dyslexia. I have diabetes. I'm black. I'm Chinese. I'm Korean. I'm Mexican. I want I want there to be a book for every single child in that school that um, they should be able to go to their library and find a book that represents them. And I'm very passionate about that and very, that that's what I push. That's what, like my whole mission in life is to make sure that, that we have everybody represented in books. So um, that's another thing that I, about books that I love. I love that you can take a book and get lost in it and and see, you know, that you can see yourself in it and understand. I love that you can take a book and understand somebody else because you read this book. You books, we, we've discovered that books do teach us empathy. They do teach empathy and compassion. We're able to walk in somebody else's shoes when we read a book. And that's very important. And I think the more people read diverse literature, the more people read romance, the more people read the happier we will be, the more informed, the smarter, the, we'll just be a better, a better place if we, um, better humans, I think, if we read more. So it's very, um, I don't, I just, when I talk about books, I get crazy because I'm very, it's my passion. And I think um, a lot of times people don't understand how important books are to um, to society and how important books can be to a person. Like if you give, and I, I said this today earlier to somebody, if you give the, you know, the right book to the right child at the right time, you can save a child, you can heal a child, you can um, pacify somebody who's scared with a book, you can teach somebody about another culture through a book. You can just do so much through literature and that's where I am with books. But um, we wanna get into favorite books. Okay, I love Twilight. Twilight is for me, Pride and Prejudice too. Like I love Twilight, Pride and Prejudice, um, The Outsiders. I love, right now I'm really big into diverse romance. I love to read all these different romance books. I can probably, pull some up here on the side of my, like, I just love to read everything that I can get my hands on. Right now, I'm really big on reading books about um, Mexican-American studies. This one's called The Injustice Never Leaves You. I just, I read everything. I love everything. And I better stop. Okay. Next. <laughs> there, I have a long list, but I'm just going to choose two that are very um, close to my heart. Um, Charlotte's Web, E.B. White. Um, the reason why that stayed with me for so long, because 
it was a book that taught me about death and loss, true friendship, and hope. So I can just always reflect back on all the different elements that that book um, taught. And also, <clears throat> Carrie, um, no big surprise there, Stephen King. Yes, it's a horror supernatural book, but it's so much more than that. It's it's about a young girl who is struggling with her herself and being bullied um, by a group of mean girls and how she discovers something very special with inside of her, um, but transforms um, in different ways because of what's presented to her um, in her life. And I could so relate um, to Carrie. And I think that's probably one big reason why I love that book so much um, that Stephen King created. And thank goodness um, he didn't um, throw that in the trash bin and it was destroyed and his wife Tabitha pulled it out because I think that book has really changed changed a lot um, and what has come after that um, based on his story um, and many stories he's written as well but I'll leave it at that I could go on and on um, but I'll stop there I love yeah. it and I think again it kind of is a testament to how we're different and <laughs> the different uh, interests even within reading uh, it's there and it's present but I think that just keeps things interesting we uh, we like different things. We like to read different things. We like to learn different things. But we just we're four souls that just connect and just vibe and just it's 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 so nice. It's so wonderful to be doing this. And I know that we have uh, fun stuff planned for uh, upcoming episodes and uh, talking about not only you know reading in terms of like genres and. Uh, topics and discourse and, you know, like diversity in literature and maybe just why we prefer this genre over another. But we hope to bring uh, all sorts of different authors onto the podcast, hopefully to have cool interviews, um, maybe even book talks. If we've all read a certain from a certain author or a certain book, that would be cool to like a mini book club to, that for anyone that's interested, we could talk. I liked this part and this was so great. And uh, media adaptations as well because you know writing is absolutely everywhere and it's always amazing to see something that you love so much be transformed into something like a movie or a tv show and you know we love it sometimes sometimes not so much but we'll be talking about those things as well and i know uh jackie and i are gonna have a field day talking about fictional crushes and all sorts of different things like that and all, all of our fandom fandom love and joy and all those sorts of things and um it's just going to be a really really fun experience i'm so very excited to be doing this with you three amazing 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 friends amazing people and i'm excited for what's to come in terms of the topics we'll be talking about the books we will be delving into. And uh, I think for the inaugural episode of uh, Tall, Dark, and Darcy, this was really great. And I just, I wanna thank uh, you guys for hopping on this project, making it into what it is. And I, I just can't wait for our listeners to hear more. And I can't wait to have the conversations. It's gonna be so much fun. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for really, guiding us in this conversation. I know that uh, Margie and Miracle and I are all rather new to podcasting. Uh, Caitlin, yeah. you hosted your whole, the uh, 
the right oh gosh now I can't remember the writer's the, way the, the right the right, crowd. Crowd. The right <laughs> I was a part of this two Me weekends too. I didn't remember what it was called but Caitlin was our wonderful host back in October for the right crowd she absolutely knows how to mm -hmm. be a leader and guide conversations and she, as you can tell, I'm actually very, very awkward when I speak. I think I'm, I'm a little better when I write, but for some reason, when I, when you get me in front of a microphone or in front of a crowd, God forbid, I just, I feel so awkward and I get nervous and I start rambling as, as you can see right now. But, um, just thank you so much for, and also for just your hard work on this podcast, for putting it together. Caitlin is actually our amazing, she is the one who puts everything together who will be editing this editing this and just making it really happen so caitlin thank you and margie and miracle thank you both too for hopping on this project i cannot wait i think it's gonna be incredible and i am very much looking forward to delving into more conversations like caitlin said i'm basically just saying exactly what she said but I am very, very excited to talk about our fictional crushes, to talk about our favorite genres, to talk about movies and just everything in between. And I look forward to getting some pretty cool guest stars on here as well. I'm really excited too. And Caitlin, I, I want to say too that Caitlin was the one who, so, like, I had no idea how. I, I was like, we're going to have Order of Fresh Virtual. And how? Oh, I don't know yet. I'll figure that out later you know I, I was too busy trying to figure out the authors i was gonna have so then i finally got a group of authors and i'm like okay now where am i gonna put them and good old caitlin thank god sweetheart caitlin was able to like save me because i was like uh caitlin um where do i how do i do this i need to do something virtual so um she helped me and it was i think i did crazy that day but you know it, it we, we did it <laughs> and it's done and it's year five was in the books virtually and thank you caitlin because really she helped me a lot and then the night before um jackie and miracle came on so we could do like a little practice because i had never you know whatever tomorrow's a big day let's figure this out right now <laughs> and um so i yes you girls are my heart and thank you so much for everything yes and Caitlin, thank you so very much. Um, this has been a blast. Um, I was extremely nervous doing this, like Jackie shared. Um, I have not done a lot of podcasts at all. So this is going to be, um, you know, a fantastic journey for all of us. And thank goodness we have someone who is, um, well, you are an expert. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out. And <laughs> yes, you are. And you're so good. You're so good with technical things and making things just come together. And it's just beautiful when it's all said and done. So just want to extend um, my gratitude, our gratitude, um, and can't wait for the next one. Um, it's going to just get better and better. And we want to thank our listeners um, um, for listening to us. And um, like I said, um, we're going to do some amazing things and can't wait um, until the upcoming episode. So until then, 
You all are so sweet. <laughs> I, 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 I try. I, I, I do. I'm just so excited to be on this project. And if there's any little thing to contribute to make it possible and to keep it going, just because you all are such beautiful people, beautiful souls, beautiful personalities. And so to be able to share with the world our combined love of reading and uh, all sorts of things, works, it's just it's going to be such a blast. And I'm just so excited in what's to come with the podcast and with our own individual projects, because best believe that while we're here, we're going to be celebrating and talking about what we're doing in our own uh, lives and writing careers and, you know, just making a little podcast family and having a, a following uh, and sharing with the viewers and having good conversations with the viewers, which reminds me. If there is something that you would like to talk about or a question that you may have, or maybe uh, if we drop a certain genre we're going to be talking about in the next episode and you, the listeners, want to join in the conversation, you can visit us at anchor.fm slash tall, dark, and Darcy, and you can record a video, uh, not a video, you can record an audio message and uh, ask a question, leave a cool comment, and we can actually play it in the podcast, which is crazy cool. So even if you just want to star real fast and say, Tall, Dark, and Darcy is my favorite podcast ever, we'll include it in there and it'll be lots of fun and really cool. And if you want to keep up with all things Tall, Dark, and Darcy in terms of maybe when episodes drop, what our next episode is going to be, or maybe just want to see cool pictures of us that we post every so often, you can find us on Facebook, Tall, Dark, and Darcy. Twitter, Tall, Dark, and Darcy, because we're, you know, Southern. And Instagram, Tall, Dot, Dark, Dot, and Dot, Darcy. And all of these amazing links are on Linktree slash Tall, Dark, and Darcy, created by the lovely Jackie, who will be our social media guru. So anytime you see anything on social media, that was Jackie adding her personal little flair and touch which is absolutely beautiful so that concludes the very first episode of tall dark and darcy uh stay tuned we've got a lot more coming soon it's going to be really great and remember we declare after all there is no enjoyment like reading see you next time